It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The UN Secretary General described recent artillery and rocket fire around Zaporizhzhia nuclear plant in central Ukraine as suicidal, further adding to fears of an accident at the plant, which we're told is the largest of its kind in Europe. ADO of Chernobyl Children's International has described the shelling of the plant as a crime against humanity. And uh, Aidy Roach joins me this morning. Good morning to you, Aidy. Good morning. And to be honest, I'm I'm half afraid to ask you this question, but how worried are you if one of these reactors takes a direct hit? Um, Actually, to be honest, Patricia, I'm afraid to even give you an honest answer or I'm afraid to acknowledge to myself what the real response to that actually is. Because, I mean, what we're doing is we're looking down the barrel of a gun and we're looking at um, potentially, and I hate to use words like this now, but I can't think of any other words to describe how on a a precipice we are. But we could be facing some kind of an Armageddon because, and there will be no coming back from it, absolutely none, because Zaborogia is the jewel in the crown in terms of nuclear facilities in Europe. That's why I suppose the Russians decided to go right to the heart of that. Um, You know, it reminds me of when the Twin Towers kind of went, not only did it slaughter human life, 3,000 people, but it also went at the heart of America because they were so symbolic for development and advancement, um, you know, in the States. And Zaporozhye in the world of, you know, nuclear energy, that would have been kind of one of the pinnacles. And I know the plant well because I passed it uh, a couple of times in 1987, would you believe, a year after the Chernobyl disaster. So, Patricia, like, I mean, it's been a miracle. That's all I can say, that it hasn't happened since the takeover in March of the power station. It is a miracle. But you and I both know you cannot, it's like playing Russian roulette. Our number will be up and miracles don't last forever. And at the moment, Patricia, one of the times I was talking to you, it seems like years ago now, but it was only in February, when we were looking at the takeover of Chernobyl. And that is an area of interest, you know, for you, because you followed it for 36 years. And at that time, we were kind of saying that modern warfare has changed forever because of that one single act of taking over the power station there and the surrounding exclusion zone, that they had started to use it as a weapon of war. Now, they left an incredible mess behind, but we were lucky that that didn't explode with all of the material that's there. Then they went off down 
to Zaporozhye and they have taken over there in March. They have used it really kind of as a shield because they know that the Ukrainians will try and avoid shelling across a nuclear power station. But it is happening. Both sides are accusing each other. Um, It's an act of terror. I, I actually honestly believe, Patricia, that we cannot act fast enough. We need to think creatively about how can we stop the fighting and make it a no-war zone. This is about not just our lives, Patricia, but it is the lives of our children and our grandchildren. It is it is all life on this planet as we know it. Yeah, because the, an accident um, at this plant, it won't just affect Ukraine. Uh, Patricia, that is the whole thing. Like, what bit of this aren't the powers that be not getting? Like, thanks be to God, that quote you gave, I actually thanked my mother in heaven for when he said that this is, this is like suicidal, what's happening here, you know, and he's saying, like, what have we learned from Hiroshima? You know, what have we learned? And when, you know, hundreds of thousands of people were incinerated with just two two single weapons, one in Nagasaki, one in Hiroshima. Um, and what part of this don't they get? That, like, you know, there's, there's no way that the other than getting them to withdraw on both sides, because there have been shellings on both sides over and back Friday, Saturday. They've knocked out the radiation monitoring equipment. Those sensors are gone. We can no longer have the capacity to detect any release of radioactivity or any leak of radiation. So we're talking about situations that could be deliberate strike, a stray missile kind of strike, the so-called friendly fire, all these misnomers, or it could even be something else, Patricia, which, which nobody is talking about. Uh, but we, you and I spoke about it in February, about the stress the, Ukra- the Ukrainian workers in Chernobyl were under when they were under gunfire or, you know, under the barrel of a gun, under as hostages in the reactor. The same thing has happened, but, for, for, but it's worse in this nuclear power station. The workers that are there, lack of sleep, working in extreme conditions, literally under the barrel of the gun of the oppressors. It's a stressful job in in peace times, but put the element of fire, shelling all around them, explosions all around them, not enough sleep, not enough food, not enough water. It's a recipe for disaster because all it may take is a malfunction safety issue or psychological breakdown. Someone someone just error. simply making making a mistake a mistake. So it's plain and simple, isn't it's it? Not. All nuclear facilities need to be off limits when it comes to warfare. Well, Patricia, I, I, honestly what can I say? That is the most that is the, the best statement to make out of this. Of course that should be the case. But everybody's pussyfooting around. Nobody wants to kind of be that direct. But why can't Ireland, as a neutral country, actually step into the fray? Because we chose not to go kind of down the nuclear route. So in a sense, we have kind of even the higher moral ground to kind of be the broker. And Patricia, you and I both know, and your listeners, that they managed to negotiate the grain agreement, which was fantastic because it has prevented particularly Africa from utter starvation. And there's grain on the way to Ireland, I, I thank God as well. But like they negotiated that in the middle of the war. Why can't they negotiate? 
negotiate a no war zone, a oh, yeah. withdrawal, and an agreement on both sides. It'll be they will self. It'll be self. It'll be destruction of everybody on both sides of this war. And I, the, the Ukrainians are doing their best to kind of hold back, but there are so many elements that we cannot control that can go wrong because the Russians are kind of using this station as a kind of a shield because they're holding 500 troops that we know of, but it could be a lot more there. And also they have a lot of their war paraphernalia there. So, and of course they know that the Ukrainians won't want to really do a direct strike on a nuclear facility because... They know, like they, they know the consequences. Do we, the consequences. Do we need experts to visit the plant from, say, the International Atomic Energy Agency? I heard t- talks that they, would, yes. they, that they might do that. Good point. They haven't been allowed so far. and ah. um, They've been denied access. And that is, I mean, and they're making statements that, you know, they how seriously on the edge we are with this and that there's an extreme danger and um, that it's a very fragile situation. Now, if that's the language they're using in PR terms, what must be they must what must they be really thinking? I mean, they didn't. It's not looking good for them getting in there, Patricia, because when we tried to get them into church, over when they when it was under occupant they weren't allowed in then after the troops were pushed out of Chernobyl and back to Belarus and back in on the other side into Ukraine when they eventually tried to get in the the withdrawing troops had blown up all the bridges had blown up all the roads and they couldn't get access would you believe Patricia the only way that this you know into like a a top technological place which, like, is really dangerous. The only way they could get in there was by small rowing boats. And that's how they got in there. And then they had to face all the damage. We were, do you know what? We escaped Armageddon then. That was in February and March and April. And now, so we are, the only way I can say it is that we are playing a kind of form of Russian roulette. uh, Ironically, with with the Russians, Jeff and Douglas says, is hitting uh, an operating reactor the equivalent of dropping an atomic bomb as dramatic as that sounds? God help us all. And and it is, isn't it? Well, can I say back to, to to your listener there in Douglas that in fact it would be maybe a couple of hundred times worse like it has, I mean, I remember when we used to talk, uh, Patricia, back in 1986-87-89, all those years ago, we had the figure of how many Hiroshima bombs was kind of, ex, you know, exploded up into the environment and it was something like 200. So this, which is a much bigger capacity, much more radiation capacity, like much more radioactive material there, um, like, I mean, the only word I can say is it's like we're talked about megadeth. Negative and like the world would like it'd be hard enough it, with the conventional war in Ukraine to actually rec- for Ukraine to recover it's going to take decades decades and that's just with the conventional war damage but if this goes nuclear from the the plant um, there won't be any recuperation I mean there won't be anybody to come in and rescue us because it's as you said earlier it's not just the territory of Ukraine and Russia it is the entire landmass of Europe including ourselves and it will also be the rest of the world because it will travel around the world that's what it does that's what it does okay and just very finally Aidy how are your projects uh, getting on on the ground 
Oh, well, listen, it's nice to finish. Uh, thanks, Patricia, because otherwise, I, I, you know, I, 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 I could almost weep in despair at what's going on there. The great news is we have never failed the, the children of Belarus, the children of Chernobyl there. And while Belarus is complicit in the war, they're facilitating the war. I keep on saying to people, our covenant for 36 years is with the children and with the people. And we will not be chased out of this work by regimes that we were that were there longer than <laughs> and we'll be there long after them. So the work is continuing even though it's remotely. All our staff there are do taking the kids on wonderful um, summer camps and everything. And in Ukraine itself we have three programmes. We've got in two cardiac missions. We're planning on another two in September and hopefully I'll be on to coming close to Christmas about it. And also we've taken throughout the summer hundreds of children from the Chernobyl zone, which where where they were um, under the bunkers of when they were occupied for five weeks, but then they came out and they suffered from radiation poisoning because the radiation has been re-released from the land, and we've sent them to a summer camp in the beautiful Carpathian Mountains, Gorgeous. which is a zillion miles away. Because you know Ukraine is such a vast territory, yeah. and we actually have a camp going there at the moment. We have fifty children there, and another fifty going in about two weeks' time, and we're also sending in food, water, all of all of the practical things into that region that has been recontaminated because of the war. Patricia, now we're working on because this war is not going to be over uh, like unfortunately anytime soon. We're actually going to winterize all these projects. So we're going to have to continue on an indefinite period to get the aid in and to get the children out to safe places so they can be children once more. And we couldn't do that without the wonderful generosity of your listeners. And and people are, are still donating all the time to you. Well, they are, Patricia. Thanks be to God, because like we were hit by the Ukrainian crisis, which obviously hit the you know the the coffers because like we hadn't any budget for Ukraine. We were just doing our cardiac work there, which is extensive work, but like we weren't we hadn't we weren't going expanding it, and now we've had to expand because the needs are so great. But listen, do you know what? Like we've never been daunted before, Patricia. We've never been, even when we're down, <laughs> we're, we still get up. And we live to fight another day. Well and we will not be found wanting. Well done. Patricia. And uh, people can donate online at Chernobyl Children uh, International. Listen, Adi, pleasure as always uh, to talk with you. Look after yourself and stay safe. And thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Patricia. Good morning to you. That is Adi Wood. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.